0: We're back. Something is going to break. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, a lifestyle podcast about how to be a grown-up gamer and still go to work and get sleep. With your hosts, Cody Goff, Hello, here is
1: hell.
0: And Jonathan Martin.
1: You're going to be my meat in my Jonathan sandwich.
0: Check out our website at gamelifebalance.us, where you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, and more.
1: I'm Chris Farrell from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com, and get ready, because geekiness begins in three...
0: It is our first time recording in roughly five months. (laughs) Wait, no, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, that's six months. And we
1: didn't have anything go horrendously wrong yet, so I'm just anticipating within the next couple of minutes... I don't know, maybe the power going out in your studio, maybe my house starting on fire. One of those things could happen in the next couple of minutes, probably will have us lose the recording, I would imagine. But until then, I can say I am Jonathan Martin. This is Cody Goff. We host a little podcast called Game Life Balance U.S., the U.S. Branch. It is a
0: little. It is a little podcast.
1: It is that's what I said. Well, that's why I said a little podcast. A little podcast called Game Life Balance U.S. The U.S. edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. It has been a very long time since we've been since we have been with you all, which is super exciting for us now that we're back. We did take a little hiatus because this was actually on Cody mostly this this particular break that we took because you had a couple of big things that happened to you. In fact, now you're. You are literally
0: a professional podcaster now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know how that happened. Yes, I am. If you're watching this on Google Hangouts which you can subscribe to Game Life Balance US on YouTube. We've got a YouTube channel, but you can see behind me the Curiosity logo. I now work for the award-winning curiosity.com. We
1: have, uh, not, re-branded. We have just, not rebranded. That is just that is just where you work.
0: No, yes, uh, no. I do host the Curiosity podcast, but that is a separate entity that is in no way affiliated with the Gunna Geek Network or with with Game Life Balance. Uh, Mostly US.
1: to protect Curiosity, not right. not to protect to protect us.
0: Yeah, yeah. The affiliation with me is strong, but yeah, I I mean, I guess the only affiliation is that I'm just doing this episode in the studio because I was still at work. At 7 something p.m. and I just hit up John and I was like, maybe I should just stay at work and we should do this episode. In
1: fact, from my understanding, they don't actually know that you even have another podcast because you were too ashamed to tell them. So I don't know how you landed that job in the first place.
0: They know that I have a podcast, but I told them it was called Game Life Balance Australia.
1: So the inferior version of the Game Life Balance podcast
0: the inferior version of the game. Oh no. Oh no. Shots fired. And Rob and AC were so nice to give me a congratulatory shout out for getting married on one of the recent episodes. Although I will say that they were disappointed that I wasn't marrying Uncle Stabo. So. You know, that actually
1: is kind of flattering that they think we have such a good rapport that we might as report. well be married. You know, report. that's. That's pretty good. It's good to be back. Uh, this feels natural.
0: Does it? No. Us trolling each other? Well, yeah. <laughs> that,
1: I mean, that does, that does feel natural. But it feels good to be, it feels good to be back and doing this again. I have, I have honestly missed it. I haven't missed you, but I've missed the process of
0: doing this. I have. That's because you don't do any of the work. That's, that's what I'm
1: saying. I've I've really missed not doing any of the work for the podcast.
0: Yeah. Th- I gotta say, the like, Gunny Geek branding colors on my t-shirt match the curiosity logo shockingly well yeah maybe so we should try and work something out it's I'll a talk little
1: to sh- it's a little weird isn't
0: it i'll talk to the the Stephen john drews of the gunny geek network who is the owner i think the official gunny geek.com podcast is actually recording right now we just decided to butt heads with them because why not i mean if we're going to come back we might as well do it and annoy as many people as possible to be fair we have
1: always recorded on monday night
0: yeah, I remember that yep. from never. We've always recorded on Monday night. We've always done it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say it was on me. I mean, if if it were just the fact that I was getting married and planning a wedding, and that's why we went on a break, I'd feel bad because you didn't even. I mean, you took a break when you had a had a child, but not that big of a break. But it was the combination of of planning a, a relatively significant sized wedding and the new job, which I am extremely happy. And I'm not just saying that for PR purposes, like working at curiosity is by far the most fulfilling job I have ever had. I love it. Uh, I was working until seven o'clock tonight and I wouldn't complain about this job. Like at all. It's, it's pretty much it's, it, I mean, I don't want to say it's a dream job because that sounds kind of like hokey and, and Maybe insincere, but it it kind of is, and I don't want to jinx it either. But um, but I I'm really really digging it here. That said, the Curiosity Podcast is an immense amount of work, and I am front to back. I'm booking the guests, producing, editing, and hosting every single episode. Um, uh, my my co-host Ashley Hamer, who also works here and is awesome, does script a lot of this. All the stuff that she does with the podcast, so she. There is a lot of it that that um, that I don't write out, but um, but I'm the one still like doing all the editing and, and putting it in there. So it's just it's a huge, just ridiculous amount of work. And I, uh, yeah, threw my hands up in May and was just like, John, I this is not. Yeah and <laughs> on top not. of that I think
1: you were also still working at your other job as well for roughly 20 hours a week so you were transitioning to this new job and working your old job and planning a wedding. I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, well, literally I quit my last job and I was the social media manager for a global marketing consulting firm and they were like they like didn't know what to do cuz I'm cuz my skill set was so specialized and they couldn't replace me right away and the week I the day I gave my 2 weeks notice was two weeks before my boss was supposed to go on paternity leave, so which I felt like a huge jerk for doing, but I was like, I, these guys in curiosity want me, so like, what can I do? So I put in my two weeks, and I think he was just like, dude, I, this is stupid timing and ridiculous. Can you just like, can you just kinda, keep working? Can you just like basically like put in some hours, mm-hmm. and we'll work out some workflow. So yeah, I was like kind of like independent contracting for it was it ended up being like three months into this job. So I yeah, I was legit working like sixty or seventy hours a week. So it's just like crazy summertime.
1: Who knew that your love of LinkedIn
0: could could be so fruitful? Could be fruit could could be so fruitful and so fleeting. Who knew that someday I would not want to work on LinkedIn, the worst social network, the most broken website on the internet that, you know, dude. Do you know what they introduced right before I left? Wait a minute. So hang on.
1: Were, hang on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it has something to do with social linking based on hobbies that you like.
0: No, that would have been useful. No. <laughs> so LinkedIn, they started. They they started making it impossible to find blog posts on there, which they had just introduced. They started phasing out the groups feature. So like how every social network has groups, including LinkedIn, they just stopped appearing in news feeds and things like that. They started phasing out all these features and you know what feature they introduced? Profile picture photo filters.
1: What is that? Wait, to make like your, to like put a sepia tone or something on your profile photo?
0: Yes. That's important. Literally, yes. That's what LinkedIn was working on. That's what LinkedIn did. Instead of fixing its broken website they added photo filters okay Sorry, i'm like yelling i'm just i'm just, no it's i can oh
1: tell god. i can tell how passionate you are with your love for linkedin that's all that that means god
0: freaking linkedin i can't i can't anyway um so yeah and and you know summer you traveled and did stuff too like i mean everybody's busy around the summertime we both always get really crazy busy it
1: is and i I know I've talked about summers in Minnesota before, but just gen it, it just generally really holds true that we it gets so cold up here in the wintertime and everybody you can go th- three months without seeing your neighbors. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It can <laughs> get so gross outside up here in Minnesota that you can go three months without seeing your neighbors. And so like the the summertime and the springtime rolls around and just everybody goes outside and is just stays outside for as much as they can because it's the only sunlight we get for four months out of the year until our nine month winter starts those numbers don't add up it doesn't matter it's, it's a very long winter it's a very long winter S- some say that people are born and they never see a summer before their entire lives pass that happened, no. in, that happened in a book that I read once.
0: Now is it that you don't see your neighbors because of the restraining orders or is that different?
1: That's that's a different thing, and that's only a specific couple of neighbors.
0: Okay, so a couple meaning like six out of a couple
1: meaning most of the people on my block. Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, you know I'm there. We're we have an agreement, I guess, is what (laughs) it boils down to. So anyway, when the summer rolled around, you know, and I've also got a, a kid, so we like to get out and go do a lot of stuff. So I mean, it was the kind of thing where. I would say maybe four weekends out of all of the weekends of the summer probably didn't have something already planned i mean it was it was constant it was a constant mm-hmm. barrage of things and there were two weddings that I was in one was yours, one was another buddies of mine, and along with a wedding comes like a bachelor party, which for you happened in at Gen con, but that was another that was another weekend that was used and then he had a bachelor party, and that was another weekend that was used so it just it was very. It was a very busy summer. It was. And so it was actually probably good that we didn't do a lot of recording, even though I was playing a lot of video games at the time. Um we were also very we were both very busy. So I
0: was I was only playing Final Fantasy fourteen.
1: You were and even then you were kind of tempered back on that a little bit, if I if I remember correctly talking to you around that time, just because you were so busy. I mean you were leaving you were gone for twelve to fourteen hours a day for a lot of your days.
0: Yeah so yeah there was that
1: yeah so there wasn't there wasn't a ton of time
0: yeah no complaints and we're back and yeah we've we've got some some catching up to do and we are we actually have plans for the podcast like very very specific plans that we're going to be doing moving along you know as we move forward with the podcast we are back by the way so i'm gonna i'm gonna post this episode the very end of november so if you're listening to the Audio episode, you know, hi, welcome, and yeah, every two weeks we're gonna actually have a, a new episode. So I mean, that's the plan anyway. Um, so yeah, there's there's plans, man.
1: I mean, who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get excited, and we'll record even more than that. Who knows? I will have very little to do in the winter time, right? Just generally, right?
0: So. so yeah, so we'll 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 start off with a little bit of life stuff because. You know, you're hearing this if you've if you're a subscriber, basically, and you haven't heard from us for a while. So we should probably catch up since it's been six months, and then we'll talk about some of the gaming stuff that we've been doing and uh, talk you know, very high level video game stuff. I do want to um, hopefully touch on Super Mario Odyssey if we have time because I just beat it. Super good game for Nintendo Switch, and then we're gonna end the episode with, um, well, some listener interaction, I suppose. And and in every episode that we do, basically for the next at least year we are going to ask for listener interaction and based on your feedback that's going to determine some of the content of our episodes so uh, very exciting ways for you to get involved and uh, you know you, you'll be able to tell us on twitter and we'll, we'll tell you how to do all that at the end of the episode but the life stuff um i mean I, a lot happened obviously like we, we we don't have time to do all of it because this is just going to be a not a four-hour podcast but the thing that john and i both did other than gen con as we always do that we should probably talk about is the i keep putting up my left hand and there's a ring on it so um
1: because somebody liked it so they put a ring on it
0: that's what happened yeah that is what happened.
1: you had a wedding in chicago
0: i had one you you went i don't have i even talked to you since like i mean i haven't talked to you as a human since the wedding i
1: don't think we've talked as a human since the wedding i just had to bug you over and over again to go get a bag that i left because i have yeah. i have an incredible ability just to leave bags around cars without putting them in
0: cars yeah what i don't even yeah i don't know so yeah uh and i've talked about my wedding on a couple other podcasts but i know the australians are australian listeners good day mate have
1: God, yeah so you really pu- you pulled them all in with that one
0: We listen, we have a sister show, Game Life Balance Australia, and they spend half of their episodes trolling us. I know they do. Sometimes, sometimes you, but mostly me. And so, to be fair, you deserve it a lot more than me. To to be fair, I do, but I mean, I've got to start to give it back. Sure. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I do. A little bit, a little bit, something, something. Yeah, I do. So,
1: yeah, you got married in Chicago. I was in the wedding, which was. Again, thank you very much for that honor. That was it was a flattering honor. It was a super fun wedding. I had a great time. You look like you had a good time too.
0: An incredible time. Yeah. it was like the, uh, just, uh, yeah, it was.
1: So Cody, Cody and his wife booked, what I think what felt like it was either an old hotel in Chicago or a historic hotel or both. It both. was like it was like a yeah, it was like a historic hotel in downtown Chicago, basically right on the lake. I mean, it the was Congress Plaza the Hotel. Congress Plaza Hotel, which it was, it was one block from the lake. In fact, one of my one of my friends, Max, and I ran around the lake the the day after your wedding. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Um, not the whole lake because Lake Superior is really big. Hmm. Um. We tr- we all it was almost though we almost made it around the whole lake. Um, but it was like right by S- S- Soldier Fields, like right there, isn't it?
0: And it's uh, yeah, cause it's, we, it's runnable,
1: right? Because we ran, we ran south a little bit, and I, fairly certain, we ran into Soldier Field, like ran, ran up next to it, and all of like the museums and everything are down on that area, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was a really awesome area of Chicago for sure, and yeah. it was an awesome wedding too.
0: Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it was at the Congress Plaza Hotel is where. It's actually where H.H. H. Holmes, America's first serial Triple killer...
1: Triple H? Oh, uh, wait, Triple no, this is something different. I'm sorry. Triple
0: H. H. Holmes, the uh, first America's first serial killer or something, used to meet women there that were in from out of town, and he, he would seduce them, bring them back to his hotel, and murder them to death. Wait, so... is
1: that why you chose the hotel? Because that is <laughs> romantic.
0: Do you know it's the most haunted hotel in Chicago? They were trying
1: to tell me something about that. People wanted to talk to me the entire time I was there. People that I couldn't see wanted to talk to me about how haunted the hotel was, which was
0: weird. Usually if they, you can't see them, that's probably a symptom of them being a ghost. I actually didn't know it was
1: that haunted of a hotel. Was that something we were supposed to
0: know? Then you had did not talk to my mom at any point during the weekend, because that she thought that was just the bee's knees. And every, I thought that by the time the wedding was over, everyone knew that, but... It's actually funny because we did, the wedding date was, was Friday, October 20th. We almost booked it for the previous weekend. Which Friday would have the been 13th. Friday the 13th, yeah. Yeah, because we thought it'd be kind of funny and we don't believe in superstition. And it's like Friday the 13th in October, I mean, would be kind of funny. At the most
1: haunted hotel in all of Chicago.
0: Right, it was, I don't know, it was a th- it was a thing, but we just didn't. I don't. I think it was hotel rooms are like cheaper if we did on the twentieth. Actually,
1: so. the only time I saw your mother was when we very first entered your room to to get ready for the actual wedding, and she got out of there pretty darn quick once the guys showed up. She was like, "I do not want to be in this room anymore," and she left. <laughs> so, and I don't blame her.
0: Yeah. Um. So the the ceremony, I've got to, I've just got to say this ridiculous thing. So we booked for this so i um the wedding reception is with the congress plaza hotel and they, they have a, a separate room for ceremonies Oh, really
1: really I quick didn't... let's talk about how it was october 20th in chicago and it was 75 degrees outside Yeah, no, no right? this is what i'm getting okay. to so
0: so you remember you were there for the oh no no, you missed it so you weren't there for the the wedding rehearsal I but was th- there is a room intended for ceremonies that's separate from where we had our reception and it's like a hideous room it's just, it just doesn't work like, I loved the reception in the venue was, was fantastic, but but this one room is just awful. So I decided we should book a ceremony somewhere else, and Casey loves nature. My Casey, not your Casey, because now we're both married to Casey's, it's which true. is weird and... And awesome. Weird and awesome. And awesome. I mean, it's, a, it's good choices on both of our parts, I think. Um, but, uh, so Casey loves nature and stuff, and there's a, you know... A lot of people don't necessarily know this, but if you're in a major city, you can still, even if you're in San Francisco or Los Angeles or somewhere, you can get some really beautiful locations if they're owned by park districts, because typically the city park districts don't charge an arm and a leg for whatever reason for for booking the venues. So we were able to get it at a really decent price. This this spot right along the lake, it was called Promontory Point. It's a man-made peninsula that was developed during the Chicago World's Fair in who knows 18 something or whatever. And uh and there's a little building on there called Promontory, the Promontory Point building or whatever. And the capacity was like exactly the number of wedding guests we had. And next to it is the lake. It's what 100 feet from the lake basically. It's
1: on the lake. It, I mean it's it's yeah, right it's,
0: on it's, the lake. It's yeah, it's on the lake. So I was when we booked it in March or April or something, I said and I've always said this. I've always 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 said this since day one. I was like It has been extremely unseasonably warm in late October for the last three years. And I usually know this because on Halloween, I notice when there are hot girls not wearing any clothes. And these are the sounds like
1: something you would notice.
0: These are the things that I notice, especially college age people, because John thinks that's the only person I socialize with is college college students. Right. Are
1: you calling me a liar?
0: Right. So I knew this and I was like, we'll plan quote unquote air quotes. We'll plan on having the wedding ceremony in this building. But if, you know, against all odds, if the weather's beautiful, we could always just set up the chairs outside and have it right along the lake. Yeah. Boom. Friday, October 20th in Chicago, 75 degrees and sunny.
1: Yeah, it was the, beautiful. In fact, there, was, there, was a, there were moments where I was actually warm because we, <laughs> we were in tuxedos.
0: Yeah, me too. No, uh, the, the average temperature in October in Chicago is usually around 50 degrees. Oh, do we have to convert it to centigrade for the Australians?
1: For the Aussies? Yeah, because they, they're not going to understand <sighs> a word of what you just said. In fact, I think if you said 75 degrees to them, they would think that was the surface of the sun.
0: All right, hold on. Okay, Google how many degrees centigrade is 75 degrees fahrenheit it's gonna tell me
1: i don't think it's gonna tell you
0: it is 23.889 degrees celsius
1: that seems really cold i don't know how you i don't know how you aussies live where it's so cold
0: all right okay google how many degrees centigrade is 50 degrees fahrenheit this is really good. This is good reading. 350
1: degrees Fahrenheit equals one hundred seventy-six point six 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 degrees Celsius. That's not what you said. Celsius. You didn't
0: say 350 degrees. All right. So usually in Chicago, it's 176.666 <laughs> degrees Celsius. So we really got away with murder.
1: That's right. You you got really lucky.
0: No, but it, it, we did get stupidly lucky. You did. I've always had a good feeling about it, but the the gamble paid off. And then we, we all went to the reception, got really drunk and had a good time. I yeah, think you, you got drunk, right?
1: I did, and then we went to bed. I went, I went to bed very early. Life has changed so much uh, since, since we had a kid a couple of years ago, and bedtime is. I think we left at like midnight to go to bed or something like that, and it was wonderful because I slept in and it was nice. And by, you
0: left before midnight because it might I was have been eleven thirty. It might have been ten. Because I was looking all over for you at like 10.30 or 11. I was like, where is John Martin? And somebody said, I think you went to bed. I didn't even see your wife at the reception physically at all until... I, mean, I didn't see her until the next morning at brunch.
1: That could be because she values sleep now even more than me. So that could yeah. be... I, I thought it was 11.30, but then again, I also was inebriated.
0: So who knows, right? Look, as long as you got wasted and had fun. I had a that's great time. All that I did.
1: I had a great time. And I was able to get up and run the next day and felt relatively awful rather than completely <laughs> awful. So that was good too.
0: Yeah. And, and unfortunately
1: the... we weren't able to hang around but you it sounded like you had kind of a cool set cuz you got married on a Friday.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: you had you had a Saturday for your wedding guests kind of as well, right?
0: Yeah, we planned a bar night on Saturday because we knew a lot of people were in from out of town, sure. and you know, the whole, and they were going to like hang. They were going to hang
1: out, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I was actually surprised at how few people were able to do that. Um, a lot of people had to take off Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, so um, it wasn't like a big raging party Saturday. But uh, a lot of Casey's college friends were able to stay, which is sure. great. One of her friends had flown in from China. He owns a bar in China somewhere. Uh, so he had quite the trip and so yeah, all her friends raged and ended up coming over to my apartment. Uh someone mentioned the pretense of playing rock bands, but that never happened. But um but yeah, so so we, we hung out a little bit uh, Friday and then I just took a couple days off work and a honeymoon or anything. We spent all our money traveling this summer, so I believe just...
1: I believe and I don't I don't think we had recorded at the time, but you had said Back when we, the last time we recorded, we were talking about, you were talking about honeymoons and stuff like that. And I think you had said that you had agreed that Germany, because didn't you guys go to Germany together? Yeah, we spent a week in Germany. That was kind of like your your honeymoon that counted, right?
0: Yeah, like the third day we were in Germany, we were staying at this pretty, pretty, I mean, not like expensive, but like a nicer hotel. And we're looking at each other and she just said, so this is our honeymoon, right? And I was like, yep. (laughs) It was out of money. But I mean, the intent is to take a, a... an unofficial honeymoon to Japan in the next few years. We've all, that's, that's actually what we've agreed on. So if that happens, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, everything went extremely smoothly. The, I mean, yeah, like you said, the, I mean, the weather was fantastic. Everything worked out well. There were no major errors. Your, M, um,
1: your, your master of ceremonies was actually somebody that you do a, your radio show with the person that you have done your radio show with for the past he, seven years. Something like that? Nine. So the best nine years, which you, you can hear on Sunday evenings on WGN yeah. Radio. Yeah, so yeah, Brian, Brian yeah, Noonan. Brian Noonan was your master of ceremonies, uh, which was awesome. That was Officiated.
0: really cool. Officiated. Yep. Was he good or was he good? He
1: was great. Yeah, he's, re- he's really great. It's almost like he's a professional kind of vocal personality, which you can definitely tell.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, the officiant was fantastic. Um, and did, did you see the cake topper on the wedding cake? I don't think I was able to get that close. The cake topper we had at the wedding cake, and you'll see it in the background of future episodes that I do at home, but the cake topper was I had on Etsy. I had this person kind of like custom, you know, not like custom make. It makes it sound like it's some like big expensive thing, but like she uh, custom makes. She had two chocobos and one is wearing a little bow tie and the other is wearing a tiara. That is fantastic. That was our nerdy cake topper. And for the cake cutting, which we did right away, we walked in and I'll hopefully be able to post some video of this at some point. But we walked in and I, ca- well, you, you can describe it if you want or I can. I, don't I know.
1: believe that you were going to use a knife to cut the cake, but then you decided to go with the master sword that was hidden underneath the head table where we were all sitting. So you pulled out a master sword and cut the cake with that. Yeah. Is,
0: that, is that accurate? That's yeah. yeah. Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, by the way. A little Hylian etching on the inside. You can get Master Sword surprisingly cheap online.
1: Shocking to me, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit of Zelda, a little bit of Final Fantasy. We we actually came in, and um, one of our other friends, John, who was also in the wedding party, his girlfriend plays violin, and she plays in string quartets. And so uh, she, she volunteered at, at a... Significant discounts for the services of a string quartet, so they came in and played. And the, pre- the, yeah, the processional when I walked in and the wedding party walked in was—you you heard the song, right? I did. Yeah, it was the main theme from Final Fantasy, which has been my only wedding goal since. And your I only requirement was like twenty years old. Yeah, no, seriously, it was. It was like I am walking in or out to the Final Fantasy theme. This is non-negotiable. Anything else, I don't care. But this is happening. And it happened. And so I have nothing to complain so about. So
1: now you've been married for a month. What's that like? How does it feel?
0: Yeah, it feels great. I'm suddenly used to the ring. The, here's the weirdest thing about being married at this point. So during the wedding reception, Casey's father gave us a, a the most elaborate toast I've probably ever seen. and involved props.
1: It, there um, were a lot of
0: props. It was essentially an elaborate set of puns, but he he incorporated tribbles into this toast. He did. Like he got half a dozen or it was like six or eight or ten little stuffed tribbles. Tribbles are basically balls of fur from the original Star Trek. That vibrate. Yes, that vibrate and make noises. And he was throwing tribbles, which I somehow caught, even though I was tired and drunk. But um, we had all these tribbles. And so after the wedding, I was like, Casey, this toast will mean so much more to you if you see the episode of Star Trek with Tribbles, because she's never seen an episode of Star Trek before, like any of them. That's crazy. I know, right? And like you and I in second grade, did Star Trek Club, right? Right. I mean, and third grade, I think. I mean, we were we were really yeah, into uh, it. For really, sure. that that was like very our thing. into Star Trek. So I showed Casey the episode of Troubled Tribbles, thinking like, uh, did uh, now were you? Were you an original series guy ever? No, I was
1: just Next Generation and Voyager.
0: Didn't you really get into Deep Space Nine? No,
1: I never watched Deep Space Nine. It's always been one that I want to watch, but I have never gotten into it. I hear it's very good, but I have not watched Deep Space Nine. You got into Voyager. I loved Voyager until the end of it. The last couple seasons were awful, but the show up until that point I really liked.
0: Yeah, so I was never an original series guy either, except for the movies. And... You know, I'm thinking, like, okay, it's kind of jokey, it's a silly episode, she'll think it's, you know, cute or stupid or whatever it is, and then, like, she'll have seen Star Trek, and then someday I'll, like, convince her to watch Star Trek. She loved the show, like...
1: Well, I mean, it's in her it's in her DNA, right? Her dad what? absolutely <laughs> loves the show, so... It-
0: what you have to understand about my wife is that she likes, um, she really enjoys older films and and like the art of film and, and cinema and things like that. And and is able to watch things at a slower pace, I guess. And I don't know what it was, but she it like clicked. And she immediately was like, can we watch another episode? Which like at this point, my mind is already blown. So we start watching another episode. We are now like 12 episodes into season one of the original Star Trek. Wow. So for me, the weirdest thing about being married is like if I saw this thread on Reddit last week that was like, what what aspect of your life would 12 year old you think is the coolest thing about you as an adult? And 100 percent, mine would be I married a girl that wants to watch every episode of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'm like teleported back to my childhood. It's but not because I never watched the original series, but I own the first edition Star Trek encyclopedia. So like, I know every reference they're talking about. Like when they say warp one, I know that means light speed. When they say impulse power, I know how fast that is. I know what a class M planet is. I know all the races. I know what the Klingon neutral zone is. Like I know what the Vulcan death grip and the mind meld are. You know, I, I have all of the vocabulary, but I haven't used it in 20 years. So that's the weirdest thing about married life. It's awesome. I, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, it's just like, it's very, it's interesting. I don't know. What was the weirdest part of, of that's mar- a, that's being married? That's adorable. What was the weirdest part of you being married? Because you were your wife for like six years before you got married, right? We,
1: It felt... It honestly felt no different because we had already been living together in a home. We had been dating for... We got married in 2000. It was twelve, ten, eleven. 10, 11. So we got married in 2011. We'd been dating since 2004. So or It was 2005. We had known each other for a very long time, so we had kind of learned each other's, all of like the weird stuff that comes up when you live with somebody else. We had kind of already learned all of that stuff, so marriage for us was like the next, it was a logical step.
0: Right. before,
1: Before like starting a family, which we both wanted to do.
0: Did you like discover anything after your wedding? I mean, other than that I like... I mean, other underage. than the three
1: copies of Root Search, no, <laughs> not really.
0: It's good. That's no, good.
1: No, nothing, nothing that we hadn't already had the time to discover up until that point. Yeah, like in your relationship, there was plenty of discovery over the course of the many years that we were together.
0: Star Trek discovery.
1: She, you know, she tr- she tried to watch Star Trek: The Next Generation with me and got into it a little bit, and then. I think I think I should have skipped most of the first season. I think that was where I went wrong because the first... I'm talking about Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Because the first season of Next Generation is not good. And I remembered that as I watched it again relatively recently, just a couple of years ago. And then the second season is really where that show picks up again. So I think I kind of messed that
0: one up. So I told our friend Brad what I, the story I just told you about how we're watching Star Trek. Yeah. And I mentioned to him... My plan is to start watching Next Generation, but I think I might skip the first season and he said and you know Brad has probably watched the whole series of M- next Generation multiple times nineteen times yeah. it like that could honestly be a not exaggeration For sure. seriously yeah. uh and he was like, actually, the last time I saw the first season, I really liked it, and if Casey liked the original series, she would love the first season, so I think the first season is like just really cheesy in the way the original series was, maybe i
1: all I know is that the the last time that I watched it, I, I was like, this is not at all what I remember Star Trek: The Next Generation being like when I was younger, and then getting into the second, and then especially the third and the fourth seasons, I was like, okay, this is where I remember all of like the best stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's a different flavor. The yes. first season is a different flavor sure. than the rest. Like the the seasons two through five maybe are sour cream and onion. And then season six and seven, I think the superior
1: salt and vinegar. Right, I could be salt and
0: vinegar is fine. And then season one is like cheddar,
1: dumpster fire. It's it's dumpster, it's garbage. Dumpster fire
0: cheddar Pringle trash.
1: Cheddar Pringles are delicious.
0: So why why wouldn't you just eat Goldfish or Cheez-Its?
1: Because sometimes you're in the mood for a cheddar Pringle.
0: No, you're no. No one is and ever do, and, in the mood.
1: And you, the, you know, gold like goldfish end up becoming a meal. Sometimes no. you don't want a meal of ch- of chips or crackers. D-
0: I could eat a carton of goldfish and still be hungry. That's,
1: that's then something is wrong with you.
0: We know several things are wrong with me. This is not news to anyone. All right, let's just get that clear. So
1: we're back again. We haven't done anything for a long time. We did. This technically isn't like the first video game related thing we've done since we kind of went off the air in May. Because you and I did an Extra Life stream for charity, which you proposed. That was about a month ago. Eh, a couple weeks ago. About three weeks ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you remember we we interviewed Oliver Voitna of, yeah. from Extra Life. He's the Indianapolis chapter, I guess. Yep. Or? something we interviewed him on one of our last episodes of our last podcast unqualified gamers a few years ago and extra life is a you can play it's a marathon you play video games for 24 hours you raise money for charity and it's everybody has a good time for children's hospitals and ever since then like when he was telling us about it i'm like oh my god this sounds so fun we have to do this and i just forgot about it every year and then i randomly saw a tweet like the week after my wedding and i'm like oh it's in a week and a half we should do this and we we pretty much did.
1: Yeah. I mean, you set it up and I I felt bad because I didn't do basically any fundraising at all up until the actual day that we did it. But the day that we had a whole plan set up, which I thought was really great, uh, you and I took about the – I mean, the so the goal of Extra Life is a marathon where you play – at its heart, it's just a marathon where you, you ask people to donate money to a children's hospital of your choice. They use that money for a variety of things. Um, I think it, originally it was they they bought video game systems and other things for the children's hospitals for the kids to play that are staying there. I think it's branched out a little since then to be a little more uh, more stuff that they use that money for. Mm-hmm. But you um, at its heart, it's just you ask people to donate money and then you play video games for twenty four hours. You don't have to like show people that you're playing video games or anything. It's just like this is something you do for for this. People pledge money for you to play video games for 24 hours, and you do. And that's your that's your extra life stream. Um, That's your extra life donation thing. Uh, recently, over the past couple of years, because streaming has become so popular, it's now been popularized. And it also puts an amount of peer pressure on everybody else that's doing the stream to raise money to actually live stream yourself playing video games on Twitch or on YouTube. So we have the capability... Th- The very rudimentary capability, because we are not streaming experts by any means, but we have the capability to stream to Twitch. And so we decided that's what we were going to do. So Cody and I took the first eight hours of the day. It was like 10 to 6 o'clock or something like that. That was our shift. And we played video games over the course of that time. We played some games with our friends. Cody and I played a couple games together. And at 6 o'clock, I ducked out a little earlier than that. 6 o'clock rolled around. We had another friend basically take over the stream, and he played Cuphead. And that was, I caught a little bit of him playing Cuphead, but he was, he played some other stuff. And then at about 10 o'clock our time here in the States, our Aussie friends took over, and they took over the stream for the next like 12 hours, right? And basically, I mean, they they took over this. They were over the stream for the the rest of it, basically.
0: I I don't know if they covered the whole rest of the twenty four hours. I because I, I didn't want them. You know, I didn't want to ask these yeah. guys to just commit. You know, ten hours or because we did. Yeah, if we did eight and Ryan did, I think he did four. Then yeah, it would have had to be twelve. I don't think they did yeah. a full twelve.
1: But but regardless, I mean, we had a very long stretch where we as a as a group. And as a team, because it's it's you kind of make it an extra life team that we were streaming, and over the course of that day, we raised six hundred dollars, over six hundred dollars, which was crazy cool.
0: Yeah, we raised more than six hundred dollars for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, and there were donations during the Australian stream, which I was watching their stream. So the reason that we didn't do twenty, that I didn't do twenty four hours, is because my future niece is my brother's my oldest brother's engaged and uh to a uh, someone who has a daughter and i'm gonna be her godfather and her baptism was the following day so i found out about extra life and i'm like like well, i can't I can't play for 24 hours because be I have dead. to go yeah. to Rockford for a baptism. So, so I was like, well, we can do eight hours and then maybe our friends can pitch in and we can do, you know, the rest of it. And since Australia has got a different time zone and stuff, I'm like, well, if they take over at 10 PM our time, it's like two in the afternoon, Sunday, their time. So, and God knows they don't have any friends or any, or anything to do down there
1: other than anything get to killed by poisonous animals.
0: Right? Exactly. So yeah, what the, what the, yeah, it's either dodge giant tarantulas and fire tornadoes or, Play video games for children's hospitals in America, which has a garbage healthcare system. So I said, will you please take pity on our miserable, pathetic country that can't take care of any of its citizens? And they said, OK, mate. Good day. Let me put another shrimp on the barbie.
1: <laughs> they, that's exactly what they said, though. Know it which was. is it's a really long winded way to say yes every time you say yes. But it's one of those it's one of those regional dialectic things.
0: It's a cultural thing. Right. And we need to respect that. We do respect that. So, but yeah. it was super fun.
1: I had a ton of fun that day and it made me it made me pine for the days of recording and then not doing any more work on the podcast.
0: I'm sure it did. You know what really bothered me? So I was going to take some highlights from our stream and you know, maybe mash them into like a 5-minute highlight reel podcast or something. So, on Twitch, none of the videos that none of the streams that we did, and we all did it from the same Twitch account. Right. You can follow us on Twitch at Game Life Balance. I we're not gonna use it for another year, but feel free. So um but but I I wanted to to go in there and so I go in the back end and none of our videos were saved because you have to check a box. You have to check a it box says, to
1: save the videos. It
0: says save broadcast after you brought and I didn't I didn't know this. So when I was set up the account I didn't check the box so no. we don't have any of the streams. That's
1: okay. It's still That's, it was still good, regardless.
0: Yeah, it was great. Oh, my God. And I'm so glad the Australians went on so late because they started playing Super Back to the Future 2. And i, I got to tell you the lineup. So John and I played Risk of Rain with our friends, which was really fun, even though we kept dying. And then we started playing Heroes of the Storm, which I had never played, and that went poorly. No one watched us <laughs> at that point. And that's when I kind of realized, I think there there are games that are really fun to watch and there are games that are not at all fun to watch
1: sure and that being said here's the storm is a moba which is probably those they are the most watched games on twitch the problem is that they they are watched by people that understand them and they're watched by people that play them and the audience that we were that we're targeting when we stream for this thing they do not over like they're not mobile players
0: yeah but games like so daryl tv went on after us our friend ryan and they played cuphead for a while which is in this if you've never played of it or heard of it it's in the styles of 1920s cartoons yeah, it's crazy really phenomenal artistic style and that was so fun to watch because it's like i don't care how good or bad they are it's so good to watch right. then did you see what they started playing at the very end of their stream no they went they got on with Russian John and they started playing some platformer game that looked like poop. <laughs> it it looked like a four-bit game. It was the most hideous game I've ever seen. And I don't know what it was, and I don't know how fun it was, but I hated looking at it.
1: I saw and I it.
0: it like there are some games that maybe they're fun, but they're the worst to look at. Sure. And then the Australians played it so ac so rob couldn't make it for the start of the stream but ac was this friend they played a ranma one half fighting game oh my gosh like a a super nintendo type thing (laughs) a 16-bit super famicom japanese exclusive ranma one half game and that was so incredible to watch Ranma one half is a hilarious anime that john and i watched when we were in like middle school yeah and uh And then they played Super Back to the Future 2 and AC just made a bunch of really inappropriate jokes about Michael J. Fox. I'll let you use your imagination. And at that point I was like, Casey was watching with me. She's like, he cannot say these things. (laughs) (laughs) And so you tapped
1: out. That was when you tapped out. It's 1AM.
0: I don't know it's, It's. this is probably okay in Australia we just attract these people I see what it is it's a cultural thing and then yeah um, and then they recorded a podcast later so yeah it's a good time so yeah Extra Life raised more than $600 next year my plan is to host it at someone else's house because I don't have one but literally just do all local co-op games have us in the same place make like a Super Bowl party for 24 full hours
1: yeah that seems like something that we could even do up at my place that would be a good time your
0: place sounds good Madison you know Yep. I'm not, I'm not picky on whose house I,
1: and whose co-op. house you invite yourself over to, to stream for 24 hours.
0: Right. And right.
1: displace their family Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right. So, yeah. So yeah, extra life. Uh, that was a good time. And then, um, other than that, uh, you know, I have been um, well, I was going to transition to what we've been playing, but, um, but yeah, so that, that was our big gaming thing and it was fun. And thank you for watching and participating in you know, whatever. Next year, I'll uh, like post stuff on this on our our podcast feed. Yeah, we I didn't we do really any promotion. I mean,
1: we really did kind of put it together at the very last minute, and it was most it was mostly you putting it together at the very on the on the day of. I posted to a couple social media sites to bring in to bring in donations, and then it worked, which was really cool. Uh, but maybe we can do some slightly more promotion next year uh, because yeah. now we know we can do it right now we know we've done it once so we know we can do it again
0: and i will say that naki from all things good and nerdy on the gonna geek network also did a stream with her boyfriend so we may i may combine forces we may work with gonna geek next year or i might do something with curiosity i don't know there's lots of possibilities and that's the other thing
1: to keep in mind too if you're interested at all in this extra life stuff is there are the number of people that do it is it's incredible it's a huge number of people and you can do it by yourself. You can get a team together to do it if you're interested in doing it. It it doesn't matter. Like it just they'll obviously take anything that they can get in terms of donations. So and I Extra Life raised over, I want to say it was seven million dollars this year.
0: It was ridiculous. It was an
1: insane amount of money. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. For uh children's miracle network hospitals. Okay. So that was a good time. And then oh, which, elsewhere which
1: in- is the cost of one surgery. So that's it's rather actually
0: unfortunate yeah. when you think about it. In the United States, right. thanks, 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 America. Um, so yeah, so here we are, and and now you know, uh, you said you've played a ton of games this summer.
1: I have. Uh, I have played. I have. So for the first time, I think in five or six years, I've like I kept a list this year of games that I've played, and over the summer, I played axiom verge witcher 3 a game called the sexy brutal assassin's creed 4 and a game called super hot okay and all the other ones that i believe i forgot to put on there i played a lot of final fantasy 14 as well but i bounced off of that again which i don't know if it's me or if it's mmos at this point but i just i can't i can't stick with them anymore i just can't do it so what were
0: you well what were you doing in it were you doing the story yes because what I'm finding with Final Fantasy 14 is it just never ends. It doesn't end. Because Stormblood the second expansion came out and I hadn't finished all the first expansion content and so I said, "All right, I'm not going to do I'm not going to level any side classes, sure. I'm not going to do any side quests, I'm only going to focus on the story." And it still took me probably a full month and a half of playing just to finish the story. And it it's like You get to the point where you're just like, just like, let me finish the story so I can screw around. Because I don't feel like I can fully commit to a sandbox if I haven't unlocked all the newest stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got what you mean. And I was finding, I was finding the classes when I was playing it. I I was jumping from class to class and like, I would have be having a lot of fun playing one class. And then I'd get tired of that and I would want to go do something, a different class. And then just without focusing, then you're having to level up multiple classes which just takes more time and it just, it was turning into a game that I stopped having fun with and I was just kind of playing to play and at mm-hmm. that point I was like okay I'm i am kind of done. So do do you want to talk about Mario Odyssey at all on this episode or do you want to save it?
0: Well I mean with our new format we're not really going to able to do. I, I mean, I, I'm. I don't have like an extensive review. I was just gonna say. I mean, basically, that it was really good. And the only couple points I even had to make about it were that it's. I mean, I'm still loving the Switch and its portability. Right. And I, I um, the difference between. I mean, I would say it's it's worth picking up. Um, instead of getting stars like in a lot of the other Mario games that get 120 stars or 120 whatevers, you collect power moons. And th- I don't know how many there are in the game, but it's got to be at least 500. Mm-hmm. So there are a ton and a lot are really easy to get, but there there are a zillion. And then you unlock a special world or something. So I've beaten the game and it's phenomenal. And I, I just want to say that it's, it's, just, it's just so good. And it, how it, many Power I mean,
1: Moons do you have?
0: I have 300 something. And I know there's got to be at least 500 because... It said, to progress to the next area, you need to collect 170-some power moons. So like, what the hell? Seriously? Sure. So there's just a lot of content. It's really dense. Um, but but I, you know that in the Mario games, those special worlds are so fun and well-designed that, like, in this game, it's kind of worth getting. Well, the
1: whole game. I mean, all of those games are well-designed. All of them.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's so much more for me to explore in the game, but I don't necessarily have an incentive. Other than just kind of, you know, fun gameplay. Sure. Explore for the sake of exploring. But Mario Odyssey, I kind of like, I have this quantifiable finite amount that I can, so it's great. And I will say that the final end sequence with the final boss is the most fun, rewarding end sequence of any Mario game I've ever played. It was, it was, I was like cheering out loud at the TV when i when i kind of realized what was happening i like lost it and in casey was sitting there like right next to me she just looked at me she's like you're like an 8-year-old right now and i was like i know this is the coolest thing i've ever seen and it's it's the best end uh, of a mario game and then there's a you are immediately thrown into this like post-game content with just really really fun stuff and a major reward for people who played mario 64 back in the day sure a lot of throwback, nostalgia stuff. Which but. is
1: which is pretty cool. So there was a feeling that I remember getting when I played Mario Galaxy for the first time. It was this... And it, I, I, pro- I can't think of a game that I've felt that way about since, but it was just this feeling of, like, wonder about how the world was put together about the various tricks and things that they used to get you to to do stuff and like the, the sense of discovery of m- like moving around the world and what they wanted you to do to get the stars and stuff like that. And from what I've heard, Odyssey captures quite a bit of that.
0: That I same would, feeling. Yeah. I knew you were going to mention this cause I felt the same thing with Mario Galaxy and it, it just, it's just a mind blowing thing, right? It's like totally crazy. Right. Um, I think it does to a lesser degree. I, sure. I, I mean maybe it's you know the whatever the saying is about well, it could know.
1: have been the time and place that it was that we played it too when we played exactly because could have been the
0: time and place but there's definitely some of that and, and during the ending sequence is, is the most is the one that pops into my head the most because sure. it's just one of those like oh my god this is happening moments um and just so good um the, you know the gameplay is super tight and everything but yeah these little moments where you're kind of changing you're shifting the way your brain works to do certain puzzles I think it It happens, but maybe my brain's more adapted to it because I I knew it was occurring, but it didn't feel like, you know, it felt like maybe it didn't feel as revelatory. It felt one or two steps removed from what you would naturally think versus Mario Galaxy's like three to five steps. So um, I think it's there. I didn't think it was to as much of a degree, but from every other review I've read, people are like, you know, it's got a perfect score everywhere. I
1: feel like I need to play it for sure.
0: I would I would highly highly recommend it. I mean, if I if <laughs> the thing is like you only play the Switch what twice a year. So I mean, if if Martin Khan rolls around in May and I haven't if there's no new games to play, I'll just lend you mine for a few months. Sure, you know whatever. I've offered to lend a few people mine, and they're always like, "No, I don't have any time." I'm like, "All right, that's fine. I'll just get more crap in Zelda." So um, I and, and the uh, it's did you beat all of The Witcher three?
1: I didn't. So I think I played roughly a hundred hours of it and I got I wanna say it was about forty percent through it or something oh my like God. that. The game is large in a way that I have never seen any other game be. It is the story and the writing in it are they there is nothing that compares to them at all. The only that good they are that good there is nothing that compares to them at all the uh, in terms of video games the only problem is that the the world is so large and so just overwhelming that i like there came a point where where i was like i it's been like a month and a half and i have only played this game and i i want to play other stuff I, so i want to like i i need to like set it down for a bit <clears throat> and I did that and I just have not had the desire to go back and play it again because now it feels daunting to try to figure out what was happening in the world at the time what quests I was in the middle of because there's a billion quests to go on ton of hunting and stuff to do in the game it's, it, the game is phenomenal and, and I, it, I don't need to finish it because I played it for 100 hours and it was awesome for that 100 hours I don't need to finish it but it was huge. The game is just enormous and it's just really, really well crafted. The pro the other problem is I don't find the combat that engaging at all. And you're fighting a lot of stuff.
0: I had a hard time with the combat, because that's one of the games Casey got me when she got me a, a PS4. And yeah, I played by 10 or 12 hours. So I did, you know, yeah. nothing in the game. But um I remember the combat was didn't blow my mind but I I do remember it seemed like there was a lot of detail and and I yeah. know it's got a reputation for being like a 300 hour game. Yeah
1: and the game starts the game is so obtuse when you first start it. They do not like nothing is explained to you at all and there's seven systems that are all just layered on top of one another that you can just engage with immediately. And when I very first started playing that game, I almost said I don't feel like spending the time to learn this i just don't (laughs) like this seems like an incredible commitment that i would just kind of want to do something else but i stuck with it and it's totally it is phenomenal it is a phenomenal game it really is did
0: you play any of have you played the witcher one or two
1: i played the first i i the witcher one i completed which i don't complete a lot of games anymore but i completed the witcher one that game was awesome i played the first full act of witcher two of which i think there's four acts and there was this choice at the end of Act One where it literally branches the story, and you completely lock yourself out of one storyline. That's not why I quit playing it, but I chose one of those two paths, and I didn't love the combat in that game either. And so I just kind of bounced off of it at that point because so I was like, mm. I don't want to. I just kind of don't want to keep doing this. Like I, I'm not having fun with the actual playing of the game. So, but three was different. Three was a totally different experience. The combat is different a lot in three than it was in two, and the story, the story and the writing are by far the best of the entire series.
0: Well, but like I remember starting three, and there was some part near the beginning, and it was like, "What do you remember about these two characters?" And there was a reference to another game, and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah,
1: yeah. There's some. I was very confused. There's so there was some of that, and there's some characters that recur that I don't remember really, but it didn't matter. I mean, like it didn't matter in the long run in terms of the story of that game.
0: Wow. Well, well, you have some other video game thing that you wanted to talk about before we.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we can talk about, so what we're, our current project as a podcast that we are embarking on together kind of feeds into what my new project is for myself. So we both got snes classics
0: uh snes classic mini
1: and you and i will talk about what that means for the podcast in just a little bit but i was playing and this is the game that triggered this feeling in me i was playing triggered
0: As- snowflake i
1: was playing i was playing assassin's creed 4 black flag which i've been playing for a little while now um i've since stopped playing it but i was playing it and I don't know if you've ever played an Assassin's Creed game, but the general gameplay loop of Assassin's Creed games are you go somewhere, you climb a tower, it populates your map with a bunch of stuff. You go do that stuff until you clear it off your map, and then you go to the next tower and you do it again. And that gameplay loop is okay. It's it's satisfying. But s- since Assassin's Creed 3-ish... It's been the same gameplay loop over and over again. Just that. Without much much addition to that. And I was in the middle of playing Assassin's Creed 4. And I, and I was thinking. To, I just sat back for a second, honestly. And I was just thinking to myself. Why am I playing this game? Because it's literally the same thing over and over again. And it's just me checking off these marks on my map. And it's not what I want to do. Like, this is not what I want to do when I play a game. And a lot of contemporary big budget games are open world and have similar type experiences. So I have said to myself for many years that I wanted to play through all of the Final Fantasy games again in order. So I said to myself, I'm going to do that. I like. I am going to finally make the commitment to do that. Um, I'm going to take a hard look at like retro games in general, and I'm going to take what I decided is I'm going to take a year. I'm going to take from now through next year, and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to for all of my single player stuff that I'm doing, I'm going to stick to retro games. The in and in tandem with that, I'm also going to play through all of the Final Fantasy games as well. I'm going to skip a couple of them because I've played through them recently. So, I'm going to skip 5. I'm going to skip um I'm going to play 6 for what you and I are doing at some mm-hmm. point. Um I'm going to skip 13 and thir- and 133 because I just played through those relatively recently, but I might I might play 132 again. But all of the rest of them are fair game and I'm going to play through all of them, all of the rest of those. Cuz I have all access
0: including to including 15.
1: I have access to them, including Fifteen, which is going to come out on on PC by the time that I finally get to it. Will in it? It's like, fe- February or March. Yeah, it's already. Is it? It's already been announced. Oh, yeah. Fine. So, that's one of the two projects. The second thing is for all of the other single player stuff that I'm going to do next year, mm. if and when there's time for it, I'm going to stick to sixteen bit games. I'm going to stick to retro games, and I'm going to I'm going to call it. I'm going to have it be like a rediscovering my roots type project because I want games are so in it feels to me like a, many many of the triple a games that come out now are invested in getting you to play them for long periods of time with gameplay loops that may not be that interesting so something like assassin's creed where you're you climb a tower and then you spend two hours going to get a bunch of icons off a map and I want to just Try to contrast that to games of our childhood, and see see just how different all of that stuff was, mm-hmm. and kind of kind of rediscover that. So that's my project for next year. That's what I'm going to do. My plan is to not really touch anything contemporary, other than if I play um, like something like Heroes of the Storm with friends, right? Some He's night, a single something player, like exactly. But like anything that I'm doing, where you know I wake up at four in the morning and play games. Any of that, thats it's just going to be retro stuff. And I, us doing our SNES Classic project is just going to feed into that. Because I'm already going to be engaging in those types of games anyway.
0: That's interesting. Is this in response to Battlefront 2 or whatever?
1: Well, no. Because I was honestly thinking about this r- regardless of that. But that kind of further furthers my kind of feeling about contemporary games and some of what you, were, Yeah. And,
0: and if you haven't heard the battlefront two thing, it's battlefront two, right? It is
1: battlefront two. And yeah, I've heard a lot about it. I've heard Was it's it. Was it star Wars battlefront two or is. just battle? I think oh, it's, okay. I, think it's star, I think it's just battlefront two, but it's a star Wars game. Okay. And it's, there's some incredible controversy right now in the news about their, the way that they are handling their loot boxes in the game.
0: Yeah, I read... It was on the front page of Reddit the other day that if you wanted to get everything in that game, it would take either... It was 4,400 hours or something like that. Or thousands of dollars. Or more than $7,500. It was literally either thousands of hours or thousands of dollars. Right,
1: right. And I'm certainly not willing to engage with that. And I don't want... I don't want one game to be the. When I was younger, when I played World of Warcraft, I could have one game be the only game that I played, always. Yeah. I, I'm just not. I'm not interested in that anymore. And games are are slowly creeping towards the whole games as a service model of them being the only games that you play ever. And I'm just not into that. So I'm just. It's something where I want to just. I want to rediscover those games. See if they hold up see what kind of weird gameplay conceits they had to make back then and kind of look at those through a the lens of somebody who has been playing modern games up to this point
0: yeah i think that that fits into our title game life balance we've talked about this before finding a balance with this kind of stuff like me trying to find time to play final fantasy 14 and you know what games do we or don't we have time to get the extra stuff in? Yeah, I mean, Final
1: Fantasy 14, the game that if you want to play, even if you just want to play through the whole main story quest is months worth of your gaming time. Month, yeah. Months, right? And like
0: and my thing is I the world and the characters and the story to me are the best in the entire Final Fantasy franchise, right. hands down. Yeah they're excellent hands down. So for me that is a payoff versus games, you know, if I had to play a battlefront game exclusively. It's like, I mean, how many headshots can you make before you're just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I so I, I get what you're saying. And, but and I'm actually kind of stu- but it's it's funny cuz like, yeah, Mario Odyssey, can I get another 170 moons? probably because a lot will be really easy and it's a nintendo game it's fun i can bring it on the go because i've got the switch but then like the arkham games the batman games we used to play the riddler trophies there would be way too many of oh, them there'd be
1: 20 like 25 in every single area which amounted to like 300 or something like that over the course of the game
0: yeah exactly and f- so for some reason in games like that i look at it and i'm like no there's no way i have no interest in getting all the items, you know getting all the secrets and stuff right so I, I do think the games hit a tipping point. You know, 120 stars in Mario 64, pretty doable. 120 stars in Mario Galaxy, pretty doable. Like Nintendo, I think, tends to not overdo it.
1: I want to say I heard there were over 900 moons, or something like really? that. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, with I mean, with Zelda, was with, with Zelda, if you remember, there's these Koroks Korok that you can find, and there's 600 right. something. Nine, so
1: there's like 900 of those too.
0: Oh, there, there are 900. Yeah. So I mean, I know I know what happens, but I don't know. I, I always feel like there's an attainable level of like you get a reward up to this and then like yeah there's extras if you right. want to do it but but I, I don't know and I, I do think that other games are doing a bad job of doing the balance so and and I get what you're saying about wanting to play other games too because I mean I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 14 but lately um, I've picked up a couple other games I even re-downloaded a game I really hate mm, um, WWE Raw 2K <laughs> Um, I, uh, I'm not proud of this, It's but not wrong, I, re redownloaded, um, <clears throat> a, a blizzard game.
1: You shut your mouth. You redownloaded
0: Hearthstone. But here's the thing. I'm only playing Tavern Brawl and Arena. I will not play Ladder. I will not play Ranked Ladder. I will not play Standard. I will not play Casual. I will not play any actual games i am only playing tavern brawl when it's a fun tavern brawl and arena when i have enough coins for it so it doesn't really count
1: that seems like a healthy way to play that game
0: it does and 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 i switched my my cell phone service to google fee so i pay per gigabyte i I was on sprints unlimited data plan but um that's no more so i am actually I did that specifically to curb my phone usage on the train. So on the train, my goal is to either listen to podcasts and learn things, especially about cryptocurrency, which I'm totally obsessed with, or read books. I'm actually reading Galapagos by Kurt Vonnegut right now. So look at you, get all I, cultured. They are better uses of my time, objectively. Sure. Than That stupid game. It yeah. is terrible and shouldn't be on my phone. And shouldn't. Be I on, literally? Should I think I downloaded it because I was pooping one time and I was like, I got to do something. Anyway, that does bring us to what we're actually doing with the podcast these days, and that is that we both got an SNES classic mini that's the Super Nintendo Classic Edition coming packed with 25 games. Is this 25 or 26? It's 21. Shut up. Nope, it's 21. Shut up, It's 21. Calling up Twitter right now, I don't believe you. You're a damn dirty
1: liar. Actually, it might be really
0: 20. There's only 20? I thought it's 21.
1: Yeah, it's 21 because Star Fox 2 is like the, the hidden secret one.
0: Oh, right. All right, 21 games or whatever. Fine. All right, so we, we both got a Super Nintendo Classic Mini. So um, here's what we're going to do. So Game Life Balance Australia reviewed the SNES Classic Mini in one pathetic episode. Oh, that geez. was. I'm sure it was awful. Yeah. Couldn't have been specific at all. Yeah, one episode for twenty-one games, dude. And AC at one point said he's never played Final Fantasy three. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I Wait, their, their
1: retro gaming guy hasn't played Final Fantasy three. Yeah, sick
0: burn, John.
1: They so they, they need to get yeah. a new. They need to get a new retro gaming guy.
0: I think they hadn't played, there was one other really... Super Mario funny. World?
1: Ridiculous.
0: Simply ridiculous. Other, no, I think the other one they hadn't played was Secret of Mana or Earthbound or something. Well, I haven't played Earthbound, but, but no, there were, there were a
1: couple games I and I was like... I wait for you to play Earthbound. I cannot what? wait for you to discover that game for the first time. I'm serious. Cool, me neither. I'm serious. It is That game is special.
0: I have a question. Have you so the SNS Classic Mini came out a few weeks ago as of this recording? No, more than more it's than by, a it's month been, it's ago. About, it's about
1: a month and a half. It
0: was before my wedding. Yeah. Uh, have you played it?
1: Nope. Because but I specific <laughs> but I would have. But because we talked about this weeks ago, I decided not to. Okay.
0: Because I wanted I to not, make
1: this. I wanted to make this like a project for the podcast. So yeah, I have
0: not opened my. I took mine out of the box just to look at it because it is really freakishly small. Yeah. But um I did I have not played. No, it. I have I it. it up.
1: I have hit and the extension cables ready to go for the controllers.
0: I just haven't I haven't played it yet. Cool. So unlike the disgustingly anemic anemic Game Life Balance Australia review, we are going to review here's the format of our podcast for the next 21 episodes. We're going to start the episode by both reviewing the same game. Holy crap. And then we'll catch up on what else we've kind of been doing with our lives, if it's something particularly interesting. Sure. But we're probably going to have slightly shorter episodes. And the goal is to have lots of special guest stars. Chris Farrell from the Guinea Geek Network, who's been on this show before. He's one of the hosts of All Things Go and Nerdy and the guineageek.com podcast. He has an SNES Classic Mini, so he'll be joining us. And a few of our friends will be joining us and a couple other members of the network who we have not spoken with before uh, are going to do that as well. And um, yeah, it should be super fun. So we're just going to branch out a bunch. No, and...
1: we need to lay some ground rules. So Cody and I are going to have two weeks between each of these episodes to record. And it'll be, it will be one episode or one game per episode, which gives us, if you're doing the math at home, that gives us two weeks with which to play one game. Now, some of these games are small. Some of these games are not small, right? Something like Final Fantasy III, you and I could get through that game very quickly, I'm sure. Now, mm-hmm. but there are other games like Earthbound that, it, for your first time, that's going to take you a while. I can just mm-hmm. guarantee that's going to take you. It's going to take you a while. So we need to lay some ground rules. And I think first and foremost, the 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 main rule needs to be: we need to try to complete the game by the time we record. I think that that's probably fair. Some of these games that's going to be very easy with. Some of these games it is it is not going to be easy with. And some of the games like it's going to be hard to it'll be hard to kind of gauge what is complete. So something like Mario Kart, Super Mario Kart, I would say we probably just need to and we can discuss. I think it would be fun to discuss what this particular goal is to complete the game mm-hmm. each episode when we pick the game. But something like Mario Kart maybe we can say like you have to complete all of the different cups for all of the different cc's something like that. We'll figure that out as we go. But I think that that that, that, that should be the prime rule of this is to yeah, actually I like that. Is to actually complete the game that we're doing because two weeks in a, in the Super Nintendo era, even if you're playing a game an hour or two a day, um you can complete these role-playing games that are on this system for sure in in two weeks worth of time. Yeah. So I think it's a doable goal. The only ones I would be worried about not being able to do would be the, the the role playing games. But I think it still is a good is a good rule to have for this.
0: Yeah, and the only role playing games on here are Final Fantasy three, um,
1: Earthbound, Super Earthbound, Mario RPG,
0: Super Mario RPG, and, Se- and Secret of Mana, and Secret of Mana. Although I will also say Kirby Superstar is that's it's a, a big game. It's a. Th- thick it's game it's got 13
1: it's, different mini games or something like that and it's, it's, they're, girth- it's phenomenal they're, it's game girthy is, game is so good
0: um also super ghouls and ghosts is like impossible but so you and i are gonna have how are to, we? well, we're
1: gonna try i mean all we can do is That's try it.
0: so uh, we also didn't mention that we're how are we gonna choose which game goes first exactly how, how are we gonna do it or we next take first
1: or next or after yeah after that
0: yeah, we are going to take nominations. So if you follow us on social media, which you should, I'm on Twitter at Producer Cody. John is on Twitter at EatPlayGame. We have been asking for the last couple of weeks for nominations in anticipation of this episode. So now that we're back, we have had four games nominated. What we're going to do is you'll hear this episode. You'll be, oh, great. They're back. Fantastic. You need to email us at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com or... Tweet at one of us or hit us up on Google Plus. It's not hard to find us. Just find us basically on Twitter or shoot us right. an email and let us know what game or games you would like to nominate that we would then select. So it's it's not a voting system, um, because I don't wanna I don't want the Gunna Geek Network to just stuff the ballot box or whatever they want every week. Not that they would ever do that. Looking at USP and, and Chris and Steven and everyone. Anyway, um so four games were nominated, actually. Um one of my one of my former radio colleagues nominated one and then a couple going to geek network members nominated a couple other ones. And there so, were a
1: ton of people that nominated Castlevania, like a ton of them.
0: Yeah, that was weird. Um so the games that have been nominated for our first review are Star Fox 2 which which actually I don't think we can do first because you I believe you need to beat the y- first level of Star Fox I don't to know. Unlock. I have no idea. I've been I've been told you do need to unlock it. So, if it's Star Fox Two, then we'll have to do some googling. But the nominations are Star Fox Two, The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past, and Donkey Kong Country. I Those believe, are the numbers. I believe Castlevania was a nomination. So the, the so 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 several people did nominate Castlevania. The thing is. There's no video game on the SNES Classic Mini called Castlevania. I believe
1: I believe Castlevania was in fact nominated. I think that that one is part of of the process here.
0: Castlevania was nominated, but Castlevania is the name of an NES game. Mm, I believe the, Super Castlevania is,
1: was also nominated. There is a Super Nintendo
0: point. game called Super Castlevania 4, but there's not a Super Nintendo game called Castlevania.
1: So those 4 games were nominated. And so what So those those four yeah. games were nominated and so what we will do now is we will i believe you're going to put you're going to simulate a die roll
0: i just downloaded an app called <laughs> dn
1: dice that's perfect so you're gonna simulate um, a die roll
0: so let's see this should, i don't know how to even do this uh, i literally downloaded it as we it, there are so many instructions this shouldn't be that <laughs> it's like hard
1: really complicated
0: here we dice go four. Okay. So I we guess. need
1: to figure out we need to figure out what each number is going to mean here before we just roll this die well, haphazardly. I know that I'm,
0: I have, I'm figuring out how to actually roll it is the problem. It's
1: very difficult. It's a, maybe you shake the phone.
0: I that actually works. What did
1: I tell you? I, that's how you you roll a damn die.
0: Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So yeah. So I, I've, we've got them on the list. Wait, what is that? It just like it like moved after it was. I don't know. Um, Star Fox Two will be the num- well. I don't know how you want to do it's it.
1: Alphabetical it's just alphabetical order. All right. Drop the um, super. So Castlevania will be number one. Will it? I don't know. I don't remember what game four games no, are. No, it's going to be
0: super is. Castlevania four. Okay. Um, well, ha, let's do it this way. Castlevania can be four because it's Castlevania four. So four is matters. Castlevania four. Sure, okay. Two is Star Fox two. Star Fox two. Yep, no, that makes um, sense. And, and then um. there can be three, only one finish that sentence there can be only
1: only one highlander that's not pass. a game there can be only one yeah that, i don't, don't know what you're
0: going for well donkey kong country has three words in the title that's true. so true that'll be three okay so that's so, three all right so uh we're gonna i'm gonna roll this this ugly hideous yellow four-sided die using this app that has been rolling two since i started rolling it so apparently we're gonna do star fox 2. this seems really dumb no literally is it just rolling two here it's just rolling two Okay, well that's not
1: that's not, that's not that's not gonna work then so let's do yeah no i'll is- give you a ran- i'll just go random number generator here okay how
0: do, how do you yeah but i don't i'm not i do not believe anything you're about to do no
1: i okay you can you can believe okay
0: how do i set a success value
1: So the minimum is one, the max is four. Are you ready? This is like no. This is I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna roll this. this Wait now it now it's now it's actually this is this is fascinating. Podcast listening. I know the listeners are just so it's actually
1: giving you random numbers now. It's not just two over. No, it's
0: okay. I'll
1: take care of it. This
0: app is garbage. All right, do not do not use DN dice. I'll just download a different app.
1: No, I've got it. I'm at random.org, and it's a .org, so you know it's trustworthy.
0: I don't believe you have to share your screen then.
1: I don't know how to do that. You you yeah, do it then. You do go to right. rant rant if you don't trust me, go to random.org. This is literally random.org. You're taking far too much time. This is an audio is podcast. Random,
0: is it random.org?
1: Random.org. Uh, I'm On the right share hand side. Screen. True number generator, just minimum one, max four, right? That's all you gotta do. And then you hit generate and you go.
0: All right. Here we go. Random.org. I'm sharing my screen. Do you see this? I am. Yep. All right. For those of you listening to the audio podcast. Um, this is truly and, fascinating. I'm sorry about this. Oops. Minimum is one. Maximum is four. Generates. Result <laughs> two. Is that Was that It's it? always two.
1: Yeah, that was it. It's always two, whether you roll your dice or whether you do this. It's Star Fox 2. It's been foretold.
0: So I literally just did this seven times in a row. The first six times were one or two. And then finally, it was four. So, Star Fox Two is the first one we're going to review. I feel like that really is kind of is kind of blowing our uh, our blowing blowing our cover early.
1: To be fair, it's the only Super Nintendo game that neither of us have played.
0: That's true. Okay.
1: So, I mean, there's some there's some interesting stuff there.
0: Okay, how to play Star Fox 2? We can look that up SMS after. We'll look that up after the fact. No, we have to do it on air because you said how fun it would be to look at d- doing research no, to discuss to discuss the game on the SMS. Oh, true. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's so true. We um, don't you know. have to play through and beat the first level of the first Star Fox game.
1: Okay, so you and I are going to have to both do that. So we don't actually know how this game ends, so it's going to be difficult to determine what the end of the game is. Um
0: so I really don't like the idea of playing Star Fox 2 before the original Star Fox.
1: We can backpedal this. That's fine. Let's backpedal.
0: Like should we just do Star Fox and then Star Fox 2?
1: That's no, too much. Or should we do them both
0: room. as one review.
1: That we can do. Let's do that.
0: We're going to Star Fox and, Star, Star, Fox Fox and
1: Star Fox 2 for that'll be our first that'll be the first SNES classic project. You heard wow. it here first, folks.
0: Deluxe episode. All right. I will inform several people that we know who own SNES Classics that this is the route we're taking. And uh, so next episode, on episode 44 of Unqualified, of, of whatever this stupid it's Game Life Balance is US. Uh, mm-hmm, Game Life Balance US. So we're going to review the Star Fox franchise on SNES Classic Mini. The other thing that I want to do, I'm not sure if this will happen, but I want to... Maybe not stream, but I want to get video of me playing these games with my wife watching because she always notices things I've never thought about when I'm playing video games. Like when I'm playing Civilization, she's like, what are those foxes? And like, I don't see foxes on the screen. I'm looking at resources and stuff. And like, it's funny. So I feel like... Since I've we played a lot of these games on this SNES Classic Mini as kids, I kind of want to like give her a little tour I think, I think of
1: all of them. I think, but be- at least between the two of us, we have played all of them, but mm-hmm. but For sure. Star Fox Two.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I think I, I want to kind of take her down a little tour and then maybe post it on a YouTube channel uh, under a special playlist or or Twitch channel. I have not told her that I want to do this, um, but she can deal with it because we're married, yo. Bling bling, put a ring on it. Um, no, but seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to maybe make some videos out of this and see if that can happen. I can have inside that. But yeah. But otherwise, for next week, we're gonna do some Star Fox Two action.
1: Yeah, and um, just to give you an update on where I am in my current project, I am almost through, almost com- have almost completed the original Final Fantasy, which I will say I have never played before. This is the first time that I will have completed the original Final Fantasy, so that's kind of exciting.
0: And I remember. Completed Final Fantasy two II or three, so I may start to play one of those, so that we could review Final Fantasies two II and three, maybe on the podcast. Right. At some, but point.
1: keep in mind, listener, this is going to be a totally tangential thing to what we're doing. The actual project for the podcast is the SNES classic stuff that we're doing. So Cody will be posting. You'll get this review for the first two, the Star Fox one and two, next week, and then co- over the course of the next couple of weeks, Cody and I will both probably post links to a hey respond to this tweet with the next nomination of a game because we're going to do the same thing next time we'll have a number of nominations and maybe we'll come up with a better system of how to actually randomize it
0: that was atrocious (laughs) but
1: we'll pick something else next time based on what you nominate um and we've already decided that there's going to be like a we're going to have like an rpg round at some point because those are such larger time commitments that when we are at a comfortable spot where we know we're going to have a little more time, we'll say, okay, we're going to nominate the first RPG mm-hmm. that we want to play. Yeah, So we're going so, to yeah. treat, treat those a little differently. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And remember,
0: you can, you can email us at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. So please hit us up there because I know not everybody's on Twitter. Although you should. Maybe they can end up in on the
1: show notes or something.
0: Twitter, yeah, it's good. So, um, yeah, a couple quick um, notes from the and Geek Network before we wrap up. Uh, there are other shows on the and Geek Network, and they are really good. There is a podcast called Strange N Unusual, the letter N, that has, it's, uh, well, it's from Strange and Unusual. They have a, a podcast called Friend of the Family, which is very funny, actually. It's about a vampire friend of a family of vampire hunters. It's, it's pretty cool. But on uh, Friend of the Family, season three, episode nine, Basements and Behemoths, Alison Ozzy. Ozzy? Azzy? Shoot. I haven't listened in a, in a, in a minute. But Allison, A-Z-Z-I-E, run into some old friends and beloved franchise is maligned by dark nerds. Spoilers, necromancy. This is not a sentence. This is it's not. a bad copy. This is, That's... this is bad copy, but it's a good podcast. So please check out Strange and Unusual on the Gunna Geek Network. And on the Digital Soup podcast, this is a newcomer to the Gunna Geek Network, On Digital Soup episode 48, it's called Battlefront Microtransactions and the Black Screen of Death Star. The kitchen is stocked this week with irritating news from EA Star Wars Battlefront 2, Xbox One X crashing on release, and the iPhone X hates the cold. Also, YouTube gets tough. Is your flash drive secure? And Amazon secures a Lord of the Rings deal of the day. All right. This week, the digital soup is beefy like the rock and goes best with a nice hot hashtag apple cider dongle.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a Lord of the Rings TV series on Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, God. God, why? Really? The movies aren't long enough? I can tell you. They can't be longer than the movies. I can
1: tell you're really excited about it.
0: (sighs) Anyway, that's on the Gunny Geek Network. at GunnyGeek.com. Which we are part of. Part of that. So you can also check out our sister show. Oh wait, we have like closing copy, don't we? I'll
1: take care of that. I got it. Okay. Up.
0: All right. You got
1: it up. <laughs> you got it up. Yeah. <laughs> my my desk is three inches off the ground. Wow. We do have That's a sister hot. show in Australia. It is the it is the Game Life Balance Podcast AU edition. AU for Austria. <laughs> Anyway, you can find you can find links to their show on our on our site. Actually, you can also find them where you find any of all your other podcasts, and they're very funny. Well,
0: you're not reading any copy. You're No, just I'm saying not. Things. I'm not.
1: I was just saying that's what we that's what we have. We have a sister show. But I will but now. In the I will copy. now read. So you didn't, you didn't I will now improvise. read the outro copy. All right. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance U.S. Austria. That wasn't even that funny. Thank you for listening to the Game Life Balance US Podcast, the American edition of the Game Life Balance Podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode and leave us a review if you really want to make our day. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on wgnradio.com. Learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us.
0: You mispronounced Austria.
1: <laughs> Oi, mate. That was my best that was my best Austrian. It does I do
0: have to thank them for taking over our stream because that was cool of them. Yeah, it was. And they did they really did good.
1: And um, they're funny guys, you should listen to them.
0: They're very funny. Um but
1: Not funnier than us, but they're funny.
0: But they are also literally the worst. So. It's kind of like this podcast. So, yeah. It's
1: a really good way to go out. <laughs> hiyo,
0: hiyo. Ah! <laughs> All aboard.